Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Oh, man, so many things since the last time I spoke to you guys, uh, specifically because I recorded, you know, the last couple of episodes before my trip, so I'm back from my trip, that trip that you guys heard about before and you saw pictures from and some videos from. Wow. I don't know where to begin, you know, Barcelona I'd been to and I was happy to revisit, then driving up to the Basque Country to San Sebastian and the Pinchos, oh my god, and then flying to Lisbon, Lisbon stole my heart, it really did, it didn't disappoint in the slightest, Phil Rosenthal was so right just in his description on his, you know, Lisbon Somebody Feed Phil episode, and, uh, and then, and then, I mean, I ended it in Paris, and do you really need to say anything about Paris? It's Paris. Just a fantastic trip, and, well, as you're about to hear on this episode, I speak with Joel Sapita. I hope I didn't butcher that, I, man, I try to get his, hey, Phil, Phil wasn't getting it right, so, uh, I don't feel too guilty, even though I just listened before this to the episode and him properly saying his name, but he was, well, this guy is the president and the creative director for Time Out Marketplace. It was his brainchild. You know, he was like chief editor at Time Out Lisbon, and they had this beautiful old marketplace that wasn't being used and so they went in there and they opened up the first timeout marketplace. I mean, you're going to hear all about this, but guess what, guys? I visited it. Actually, no, not guess what. I showed pictures. So yeah, I visited it. I visited the original. As you know that I went to the opening for the one in New York, which is the third one in the world. First it was Miami, then New York. And like I said, you're going to hear all about it. Also, it's been a year since I started Foodie Film. So happy anniversary, foodies! Can you believe it? It's been a year. I mean, a lot has been changing. More is going to be changing. I'm going to be making some more announcements sooner than later, but all good things, and I just can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for 
taking this journey with me. Uh, I, I love food. I love film. And so it's just really fun to talk those things uh, with my guests and for you guys to listen. It just really means a lot for all, all of your feedback. And uh, they say this a lot on the other podcasts, and I think I'm going to start adopting it. But please, you know, like, follow, share, comment, all of that good stuff, because I'm just really proud of what I'm doing and what we're all participating in here. And so I, I want it to be uh, known by more people. So please, again, like, share, follow, comment, all of that good stuff. And without further ado, here I go with Joao Sapita. Oh, God, I really hope I didn't butcher that. I'm just going <laughs> to... Joao. That's close this, enough, uh, yeah, that's close I, enough. Man, I was watching, I even watched the Somebody Feed Phil episode, <laughs> where <laughs> you, you and Phil, yeah, 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 I love, well, I love that show, yeah, it's amazing. so, I mean, let's start, let's, I'm, I'm going to start off with, right, well, okay, let me hear you say it, and, you know, correct. Joel. Joel. <laughs> yeah, Joel. That's, that's good. I said that before, and yeah. then Jenna, yeah. she, she kind of, like, she gave it a harder, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I literally, I have a recording on my phone where I was like, Joel. Joao. That's perfect. I'm just like, Joao, how are you doing today? Yeah. I was just trying That's to get perfect. comfortable. That's perfect. That's okay. good enough. Yeah, but yeah, on somebody, you're on Somebody Feed Phil. The foodies out there know how much I love that show. Uh, so you were actually, you were someone that fed Phil. That's the, <laughs> right? I did. Yes, I did. On the, in the early days, actually, because that was one of, uh, when they were recording, the show yeah. uh, was not out yet. No, not out yet even. Of course, we knew him and everybody knew who he was and how, and, and, and could see the potential of the show sure. before it happened. Uh, but it was so cool to have him there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I travel all the time, of course. I normally, when people ask me, where are you based? I said, in the plane, uh, because that's actually, I think, the truth. And, and it was a very happy coincidence that they filmed their one of the few days that I was actually in Lisbon, so it Perfect. allowed me to yeah to tour him, which is great. Very he's good a, such a nice guy. I can tell you a story. Uh, like um, uh, what was like three, four months ago, a couple of months ago, I was in Lisbon doing a tour with a couple of investors. Whatever I was explaining the, the the space and the new things we were doing, and suddenly uh, there was a guy doing some you know some weird and funny things. Uh, on the other table, I said, "Who's?" And it was Phil again. So there he was again with his wife, actually. Ah, so okay. he went back because he was so impressed with uh, with a whole Lisbon offer yeah. that he oh, brought he, he brought his uh, his wife only yeah. to to, and he went again to the market. And there I was again, and so we met again for and, uh, and we kept, that's perfect. Yeah, talked for a bit. I'm, I met him once the uh, at a temple in the uh, Upper East Side. They were showing the Tel Aviv episode, uh -huh. which just happened to be a random episode I hadn't watched yet on Netflix. So it was kind of cool watching it there. And he did like a little Q and A afterwards. Yeah. I, you know, got a little video with him where I hugged. I haven't him seen the... that one actually, but I I I, uh, I love Tel Aviv by the way. I think yeah. the food scene in Tel Aviv is amazing, and I saw there some really interesting things, which is. Uh, by interesting, I normally mean different. You know, we mm -hmm. live in this kind of Instagram world, even for food, uh, where everything becomes uh, very, you know, we've seen it, we've tasted it, and it's difficult to find around in, in different cities different things. Yeah. And, uh, actually, Tel Aviv was one of the cities that surprised me more. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, there's just so many shows out there. I feel like you should have your own show. <laughs> if I would have the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. 
that's a good point. You are a busy man. So for the for anyone that out there that doesn't know you, please tell us who you are. What's your current title with with timeout in it all? <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget. I was uh, I was registering in a, in a clinic the other day doing some uh, some normal analysis, and and they they asked me a profession, and I was like. You know, for for a couple of seconds, I knew what to answer. So I was a journalist for uh, most of my adult life, and okay. uh, that was my my dream job since I was eight, mm-hmm. something like that. I became one. I've done everything that I uh, wanted to in politics, economics, sports, everything. I wrote about everything, and then I I went as a correspondent to uh, London. I became the UK correspondent for the the. Uh, the the biggest national newspaper, daily newspaper in Portugal at the time. This oh, wow, was okay. uh, oof, 17 years ago. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. And it was amazing because I always loved London and quickly it became, you know, one of my cities. Yeah, uh, it's, and it will be forever, I think. It's so a it's spectacular a, city. It's, it's an amazing and the, city. And yeah, that Camden so, market is, I yeah. mean, it's not a timeout market, but the Camden market, that's... No, pretty, it's very different, of course. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is uh, when I lived there, Camden Market, everything was so different. Of yeah. course, these last 15 years, everything changed so, so uh, dramatically. That market, for instance, I would, I used to go there like in a Saturday morning to buy stuff to cook for my friends at mm-hmm. home uh, later on. Uh, nowadays, you would be stuck in one queue only uh, yeah. to get one product, and yeah. you couldn't uh, live with anything. So that's how things change. It was a normal, let's say, a normal market back then. But anyway, so I stay there in London for five years. It was, uh, I, I think, probably the most important stage of my professional life. Not so much for for what I was doing, which was not that different from what I was doing before, uh, but for what I've seen, what I've absorbed. The media there, I think, uh, is, 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 is very, very interesting. They're always on the edge, I think, of doing uh, very interesting things and uh, the approach uh, to things. Uh, the foodie culture, I think, started there before probably uh, anywhere else, with the exception, of course, in New York, which is uh, uh, <laughs> the other example. And so it was, it was very important. At, at the end of that, uh, after five years, I've read about Time Out uh, magazine and how they were expanding to all these cities in the yeah. world. At the time, they were like in uh, 20, I don't know, 20, 30 cities, I don't remember. Uh, but they were in, a, in this process of expanding and having uh, uh, magazines in as much cities as, as they could. And I thought, you know, this, is, this would be a reason for me to go back to my country, actually, because if there was a space in the market to fill... Was uh, was all about that, about lifestyle, yeah. the food, uh, etc. Uh, nobody was doing nothing relevant on that field, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was a kind of a, a hobby that I always hoped that could turn into something uh, more serious. And so, <laughs> isn't that the goal for all of us? Yeah, our hobbies exactly, to become <laughs> exactly. So, oh yes, and that was always my hobby. I mean, since uh, I remember my first trips with my friends, and they would spend money on everything else, and I would uh, and I would push them to go to a good restaurants. They say, "No way, man! We're not going to spend uh, all this money in the restaurant." I, I would because for me that was the that's the main reason I travel. And, of yeah. course, yeah, Food, yeah. And so, um, so anyway, I've convinced Time Out uh, somehow to uh, give me the license to open in uh, in Lisbon. Of course, I got and, and got backers, and I saw the idea, uh, financial backers. I saw the idea to investors in in Portugal, and we've opened the magazine. Uh, time out in Lisbon, and and it was a success. It was a an instant success. So we've we've created like this cult following uh, product uh, that wasn't very, you know, it, it was already thirteen years ago, twelve, thirteen years ago, was already 
the media was struggling already. Yeah. Uh, paper, sure. especially. And so it should be difficult, but it wasn't. We've created this kind of niche of, uh, and people were completely uh, obsessed with what we were doing. And we, we you know, we've introduced this uh, very Anglo-Saxon um, harsh review style. So <laughs> we would go to restaurants and sometimes give them one and two stars, uh, five, and that was not typical at all. I mean, nobody would would be uh, talking bad things about restaurants, which is actually very common still in continental Europe. You don't find a lot of people giving bad reviews to restaurants. Sure. That is not uh, something you would find. And so uh, we've done that every time that was needed because we've always said that we needed to... Um, in order to promote the good examples, you need to also criticize the bad examples. So, mm -hmm. so, uh, so we worked around that, and in uh, two years or so, we were a, 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 a really a true love brand. Time Out, you know, became this very important media brand there. And so, as you know, I'm ambitious, and I think the people that are around me are as well, very, and a lot of talent. We thought we start thinking. So, what else can we do? Yeah. After two or three years, we had uh, we've created another magazine in Porto. We have, uh, you know, everything going on, parallel projects, everything on paper mainly. And we thought, what else can we do? And and so, this crazy idea came of activating the whole concept. Sure. And, yeah. and bring it to life. Bringing yeah. it to life, exactly. And then activating everything that we write about. The main, the point was, okay, if we uh, are sitting in this pile of knowledge that we don't use for any other end than feeding our readers mm -hmm. about what's going on around us, can we do something else with it? Uh, you know, if, there was a lot. There were a lot of ideas like creating consulting companies for consulting um, company, uh, so that we could give advice to other companies about that. But my main goal was to whatever the solution would be, whatever the new project that would have the timeout staple on would do, it would all, always have to protect the journalists' uh, independence, the unbiased okay. yeah. side, etc. Uh, so we knew, you know, we, we were breaking even, which is uh, uh, quite an achievement in paper uh, <laughs> nowadays and at the time as well. But that wasn't enough. We wanted to do more. And what could we do more? And so, thinking on that, I, I was basically trying to find a model that would allow journalists to keep on doing their great job, which was writing about things on a, the most you know, and, and be and create these trustworthy products to to, mm -hmm. to to readers and so on. And so then we created this concept of activating the, the, the magazine, all its contents in one space. On abstract, it looked like a, a very humble project. It, okay. was, uh, it was not big. It was uh, it would have the newsroom on one side and on the other side, it would have like a, this event room yeah. where we could rotate a lot of concepts, including food and not only food. Yeah, pretty much bringing the page to like a 4D experience, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And we wrote exactly that. You know, there was a paper where we explained that and then we went, you know, search for, for spaces and everything was so expensive, at least for what we thought we could do. And, um, yeah, what was it like in Lisbon at the time? Uh, I've it, never been there. I'm actually going there in two weeks for the first time. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, so you'll have to give me some uh, some tips. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> I feel every American is going to Lisbon now, and it suddenly became yeah. such a such a. I'm 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 happy with that. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. I, I am. So uh, it was. Uh, I can tell you that five years ago, when we've opened the market, uh, it was the worst economical year of our history. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is how tough uh, the crisis hit at us. Normally, it's like that. The smaller countries are, 
get the first, get the the, the the worst impacts. And yeah. so it was it was really really hard. And for us to convince the restaurants, for us to convince the, all the brands that followed us to the market, uh, within that context, mm-hmm. it was a uh, you know it was tough. <laughs> yeah. To say the least, it was a it was a tough challenge. Um, but you know the the good thing. And uh, I'm always an optimistic guy, and, uh, and 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 it's good to be sitting here now and saying that actually, uh, this year is the and last year was the, the the best economical year ever of my country as well. So we went, you know, from the worst to the best in yeah. five years. And you guys are like now the number one tourist attraction, right? Yeah. And the market became number one tourist attraction in yeah. the whole country, which yeah. is which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, is Lisbon your hometown, or did you grow up out? So, I, uh, no, my hometown is Porto. Okay. Porto in the north, yeah, which is the second yeah. city from uh, the city where the, all the port wine comes from. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's probably why the, the my passion for wine comes from that, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my hometown. Then I went to live to uh, to Lisbon. I also worked around while a journalist. I lived in Macau as well for mm-hmm. a short period. I, I studied in Barcelona. I lived in Lisbon, uh, yeah. in London, of course, as I said before. And now I travel mostly in the U.S. So, I mean, we're in... New York right now, specifically Brooklyn, we're very near the timeout, you know, the marketplace that mm-hmm. opened up here. New York, a very prideful city. Yeah. So what does that mean to you being, you know, uh, from Portugal and then, like you said, one of the worst economic, you know, the worst economic times for the country and in Lisbon to rejuvenate it? What it how's that? I mean, have you sat back and just went... Just like taking it all in, because you're again, you're a very busy guy. This year alone, you it went. You've, I mean, the past what three months, two months, you had Miami, New York, Boston, and then yeah. Chicago's coming soon. Six weeks, actually, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, 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 I don't think ridiculous. that's like. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to compare. There's nothing to compare that. <laughs> there to. is nothing. No, I, I mean, even the the big guys that already in the market like Italy or whatever I don't, I don't think the risk as much I mean to be honest we, we've opened the market five years ago it yeah. was an instant success uh, it was an amazing uh, achievement the, the place was packed like since day one yeah uh, it was fantastic it's the um, uh, I wrote it down Mercado da Ribeira Ribeira <laughs> Ribeira yeah it's uh, uh, it is it's, it was one of the um, it was the city market but it was almost abandoned there was a, there was some activity there uh, yeah. from the traditional vendors which by the way still are still there mm-hmm. but it, the the market was uh, was very you know pretty much run down and and, and and the area the whole neighborhood was not was not good at all and and yes i think we've played a, a very important critical, fundamental You can pat yourself on yeah. that. You can it was, you know, it was butter a, your own bread. It's okay. That's, and, but you know what? Yeah. You know what I'm more proud about, actually, is the fact that we, with the market, I think, we are able to prove to all of our visitors uh, something that is much more important for me than, than mm-hmm. even rejuvenating an, uh, an area of the city, which is the quality of our food. I don't think that the food for my country... Uh, Got the the, the the attention it deserved sure. for years and years, and of course, you, you know, all over the world, especially here in the U.S. Uh, and and uh, and in every country probably in the world, everybody knows about uh, Italian food, of course, Japanese food, yeah. then the, the the Spanish food, uh, most uh, more recently, and and we, of course, being smaller, 
we're always on the shadow of these Latin countries that are next to us. Hey, man, I'm from New Jersey, all right? I get it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're the redheaded stepchild of New York, right? <laughs> right across the river, yeah. all right? You know, sometimes we're called the, the sixth borough. I'm like, no, no, I live in Jersey City. And, like, Jersey City's getting, like, yeah. a rejuvenation right now. And the food scene's yeah. becoming... Phil went to Jersey City for the pizza for this place, yeah. Raza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was voted, you know, and then whatever magazines are, you know, like we're saying, like, oh, best, best slice of pizza in New Jersey Absolutely, like yeah. all right like yeah. take it easy yeah. so I get I totally in I a way it. being underdog is always a, an incentive isn't yeah, it as well like, we I'm like to the, yeah, yeah we fight like, all the ding, time ding ding I'm ready <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah so it's good because the format that uh, of the food hall allows for people to pick different foods and different creators from different creators and, and understand uh, very quickly what the city stands for and what our food stands for sure and the fact that you know instead of even if you're the biggest foodie in the world and you go for a city and your intention is to say three to four days, you might book a Michelin star restaurant one, mm -hmm. one. I mean, two, if you're, <laughs> if you have the money for it and you want, exactly. but normally, I mean, to have a, uh, even if you're, a, you know, a real foodie, you will book one on that end and then you'll try to get the traditional restaurants as well, which are the best and that's it. Mm -hmm. If you have the opportunity in one single place to get samples of yeah. all these amazing guys of the city and real really the best guys uh, then it's you know it's a no nonsense question why not right yeah because what's better there. than that yeah, that's exactly. that, that's what i we're most proud of now yeah. people there's i mean most of people that go to the city uh thankfully go to our space and and therefore i think the chances of them leaving the city with a better impression of what we do in terms of sure. food is much bigger that you know that makes me happy what goes into selecting like the the food vendors because obviously i mean being part of you know time out you know it's like you're already familiar and and being from portugal at least starting the first marketplace you're aware of the talent in the city but like what goes into specifically like contacting them and like, I mean, is it a little bit of like a wheeling and dealing as far as like if you come in, then maybe this whole person will like, you know, the chef will come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, totally. Yeah. But I'll tell you a story of uh, yesterday. Uh, I was in the airport and uh, I saw somebody that, I'm always in the airport, of course. Yeah, exactly, that, it's your home. And yeah. there was somebody that uh, knew me and told me, oh, you know, it's a, uh, you have to be proud to have uh, these restaurants in Lisbon with, uh, with the Michelin stars, like you have three. And I said, well, actually, I'm, I'm even more proud of the fact that they didn't have the Michelin stars when they came in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when people say, oh, no, going to a food hall, that will harm my reputation. Well, it didn't to them, clearly, <laughs> uh, because they didn't. And one of them, uh, the, the, the central one, uh, Sapsoa, mm -hmm. uh, he came in uh, when he had a restaurant. No, no star. Now he has two Michelin stars. It's amazing, you know. How uh, it, and it's really good to see the, the the guys also doing that journey with us. So how do we curate? We we curate with the, with editorial teams. What mm -hmm. we do is we we first of all my role in these new cities that we're rolling out, I liaise with the editorial teams. And the mm -hmm. first thing uh, we discuss is uh, categories. What makes sense in this city? Sure. Yeah. Having because, the even balance. Yeah. Of, and yeah. we think you know we think it's a uh, you know you just get pizza burger and then. Uh, you know these mandatory categories, and yeah. then you'll get the the three or four most famous guys. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. You need to, and that's what I like about my job now is is to try to identify what mix will make our space more authentic. Uh, what mix will allow us to claim to to be actually a, a, a reflex of of the city we're in, 
and and that's interesting. So when when for instance, of course, this makes everything is much more complicated when you get in New York. Of course, <laughs> New York is always the the most complicated. Yeah, but. But previously to go there, so what we do is first we curate categories. We understand what makes sense in each city. Sure. And then when we, uh, then of course I go back to the market team and see if mechanically, technically that is possible or not. So we, we fill each gap, each unit with that category. And then back to the teams to discuss who should be in each uh, of those spaces. Yeah. Uh, what are the top three, four, five guys that would make sense there? And then I go and visit them all and taste them all. Uh, I do. Oh, that, that's got to be horrible yeah. going and just tasting yeah. all the... <laughs> it's, uh, it, it was, I mean, four years of a lot of tasting, yeah. not only for me, thankfully. So there was more people uh, doing that. And and then we start, of course, the, 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 the and then the commercial team does the, all the contacts and, mm. and, and convince them. Now, uh, something you've asked, which I think is, is very interesting, you know, what kind of conversation you have, this guy's in, it's not... I mean, it is very specific because if you see most of the guys that we have in every city are not at all guys that people would say this is a typical uh, food hall vendor. They would sure. no, they, I mean, uh, what I expect is that you'll see exactly the opposite. This is a guy that I would never expect to see in a food hall, but they've managed to convince them to come in. Yeah. And, and some cases are really interesting. I mean, in Lisbon, we, we were able to convince um, places that were open since 1890 or <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, like yeah. that. and they've been in the families for generations and generations and sure. we've convinced them to do their first spin-off um, and, and that alone is a, I think a tremendous achievement oh, I think because course, that's yeah. the only way of representing a city well yeah I mean in that somebody feed Phil episode it's just like you know he, uh, when you, at least the part when you were on screen you go to the that guy, the guy that has the canned yeah. foods yeah, yeah yeah and like that we'll again like phil's reaction like canned food yeah. like you know here we think of you know in america we're thinking of like spam yeah like yeah exactly <laughs> tuna fish that you'll be then yeah. creating tuna salad with not ventresca like that yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, yeah exactly but like i can't wait i hope he's still in the in the of market. course they are of okay course, so yeah, I, yeah. yeah i can't wait to try that because that is such a that's a perfect example i think of just a variation of what you're, you know, what you want to show a different side of food and a different yeah. side of the city. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And it, it, look, it's uh, to represent the city well. In New York, for instance, there was a lot of discussions going on in the beginning, mm-hmm. and clearly, in a city that is one of the capitals of the world, you cannot just go and knock at the door of the famous guys that have Netflix uh, documentaries and yeah. so on. You need to do much more than that. And first of all, you need to re- to even respect the neighborhood you're in mm-hmm. um, being in Brooklyn for us uh, meant I always say that to the team has to mean something it, it you know we need to respect our uh, the entourage right? the Just, whole thing the yeah. context we're in and and in, and so convincing for instance Juliana to go there with its pizza yeah. for me was I mean Mr. having Mr. Grimaldi himself there <laughs> yeah. I mean a legend for, of, of Brooklyn a guy that yeah, thousands stable, and thousands yeah. of people went through their lives and, and and childhood and having him there actually designing the kitchen and working with us was wow. a, you know that that's for me was was very important having a kosher unit inside a market. Yeah. If we're in Brooklyn, we thought about that, and then of course we thought, oh, that's going to be a nightmare. It's, in, you know, because if you do a kosher kitchen, you need to obey to so many things that bringing to a food hall that's very complicated. Sure. Yeah. No, there's a reason why nobody's doing it, and I say, well, there's a reason then even stronger for us we to do should. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've managed to 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 bring reserve cut there, and I think you know having those 
those examples just help reflect the city better. It's, uh, yeah. And it's about that. It's not so much about... It's not an algorithm that you can you can find of putting together all the media like Time Out and all the others and say, okay, so these guys are the best. It's more than that. It's about getting a list of vendors that you would recommend to a friend, mm -hmm. visitor. And if you would be here and you ask, so where should I go to really feel the city? You would probably take him to that pizza, to that, you know, if... if you know, if you like yeah. a Jewish offer to a to a kosher, you would do that kind of, of of, and that's exactly what we're trying to grasp here, which is a, which is a very centered and obsessively uh, localized concept. Which is brilliant because, especially in a city like New York, that traveling it's a, it's like eating food and meeting new people and i love meeting new people and them so excited to hear like at first even when i was traveling talk about like having the new jersey psychosis i would just always be like yeah i'm from new york like it was just so much easier than saying new jersey uh but yeah. <laughs> people are always like oh, you, oh my god you live in new york and i always i always took it for granted uh i always you know like i grew up only 20 minutes away the first day I got my license I looked at my friends and said okay who's coming into the city with me like it was New York was just I call it the city because it was my <laughs> my yeah. city but then you think about it and you think like the trips you know it's like a trip to Mecca for some people to yeah. you know like to come here and make it because it's such a stamp Absolutely. of yeah uh, but point being that you're making such a great location in so many cities, but New York that like when trying to tell people, oh, you know, take this subway to this neighborhood and like you really should, you know, don't don't go to Times Square, go to, you know, grab yeah, your picture yeah, in Times exactly, Square, exactly. but go go into Brooklyn and people, oh, go into Brooklyn. Like, yeah. what? you know, but like, but you're making such a, I mean, it's a very accessible location, number one. Uh, I, and in Dumbo, but you're making such a great stop for now people that want that food experience of New York. It's a one-stop location, as you were saying. Yeah, there was a coincidence actually. Once I was here in New York working, and uh, and my wife joined me for a for a couple of days. She came from from Europe, and uh, and we actually went to that space before. Oh wow! The, 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 it was even offered to us. And three months before that, something like that. I think yes, it was in September that we were here, and then three months later, and we went and we just adored the place. The building was an amazing work that they've done there. We saw Chaconis there, that new, uh, all the people coming in. You'd see there's a new thing yeah. growing up there, right? And so we thought, what a you know, what an amazing site. Three months later, when they were explaining to me. Uh, what where, where the space was? Yeah, the, we have this space. May, maybe an option. It's uh, you know, you know, know it, but it's a, it's like a building, and they start describing it. And I said, say no more. Yeah, <laughs> let's grab that space. It's an. I mean, really, do yeah. we have an, a choice of doing it? So yeah, it was great to have that. Are any of the current marketplaces or future marketplaces are any of them new buildings? Or are they all? There will be new buildings okay. as well. Yes, I think they. The, in the beginning, of course, coming from uh, a building in Lisbon of the, uh, the, the, the the last part of the 19th century and such an iconic presence, yeah. it was difficult to match that, of course. And we thought, okay, so we need to find iconic buildings like that. Soon we understood that, you know, it would be impossible to replicate that. Sure. But we we still stick to, the, to, to, to grabbing iconic buildings. In yeah. a way, they have to be important relevant beautiful they, they have to add something to our story mm -hmm. to our narrative so in uh in miami for instance we uh is this parking lot which is amazing building an amazing building you know that was 
completely forgotten there in a, in a in a in a corner and the owner knew that loved the building presented it to us and we love the building as well so it was great that we got that in chicago i mean uh, it's it's a whole building that we're taking it's very ambitious we're yeah. taking the whole building right in Fulton market in front of uh, grand ashat's uh, restaurants you know where the, the the food capital now is now i, I think in terms of uh, the the food center is in, in in chicago everything is happening and we have a very an amazing market as well the project is amazing we, yeah. we can't speak too much about it because it's only opening in in uh, in september but it's it's going to be amazing it's beautiful <laughs> the boston one just just opened yeah i think we've received more compliments for that one than for any because people were so surprised so wow i mean this people were really really surprised the yeah. scale of it of course helps but i think it's uh, again a fantastic work uh, in a fantastic building so I'm very happy. I mean, this is uh, probably the best moment because we, we got all these amazing buildings and everything yeah. is happening. Um, and by the way, yes, it's crazy to open five markets in a year, but we've been, you know, being true to fact, we've been doing them for four years now. Sure. Yeah. And now they're, of course, funneled, everything funneled to these uh, uh, three, four months, which is crazy. It is. It wasn't meant to be like that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we're trying to cope with uh, with the effort of yeah. doing all that at the same time and <laughs> it's what it is. But the gears have been turning for a while. You've been, you know, pre I come from, I work in video production. You've been in pre-production and, pre you know, for a while. Exactly. Everything really leading exactly. up to this. Exactly. Um, so like we said, Lisbon, Miami, New York, Boston, then Chicago, Montreal. Yep. Then it's going to be London, uh, Prague and Dubai. Yes. Down, down the road. Yep. What goes into selecting these cities like what you know what's the process with that I, I could say that the first thing was they have to be foodie cities but in all truth i mean almost every city in the world now is a yeah. foodie city you have good food everywhere There's and that can be found i think yeah. there's a lot of elements there i think there's a um uh, we see um on a weekly basis probably uh, we evaluate over 10 uh, proposals. Okay. Seriously. I mean, the, the, the food hall trend is so strong now. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and, you've got to have so many cities now seeing all, yeah. them seeing the marketplaces popping up, contacting yeah. you guys yeah. and being like, yes, the fact that we've been uh, <laughs> constantly in the top three uh, ranking of, uh, of this trend by every uh, real estate consultant, I think, and, and company, of course, make us the, the one of a, an obvious contender for any space mm -hmm. like this. And we've been evaluating many cities. And then it's a mix of things. If the, if we like the building, if we think there's in the, the, the right footfall mm -hmm. uh, near it, if we think the food offer is there. So we do this analysis, and I, I would love to say that there's a list of things that we go very objective, but, but it's not like that. If we see they comply with those elements, yeah, but those are basic elements like, you know, the building, how big it is, does it have the right layout, do we have the right footfall, uh, would the brand, if not if it's not existent, would implement itself easily. There's a number of factors that we can easily evaluate, but then it's about going there, filling it, and, sure. and, and trying to, to understand, you know, if, if it, is this going to work or not. And, and it happened to us in, in, every, in, every, in every of the places we have, and I think in the future will be the same thing. I'm going to go on record right now. Jersey City, Jersey City. <laughs> um, let's go back to the beginning. What made you get into journalism? You, you know, I mean, you're saying you, know, you knew at a young age that that's what you wanted to do. But like, what, what was it about journalism? And did you find yourself focusing oh, like on food, even in journalism or just in general? 
it's actually the ability uh, of not focusing in. in, okay. in a, yeah. It's probably that. I think, uh, uh, first, of course, the, 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 I always like to, to, to write. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing. And secondly, I was always interested about too many things. <laughs> Instead of having a, a passion for one or the other, I would, I would, I, I love to know a bit of everything. Yeah. I always like that. And I, and and thirdly, you know, looking at the profession, I started reading newspapers when I was in a serious manner, probably at, at probably at eight, and, and magazines. I always loved to to read magazines and newspapers. That was always yeah. my passion. So it was kind of an as soon as I said I want to be a journalist, it became so obvious for me that yes, that's exactly it. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've I've verbalized something that I actually feel strongly, and I'm not anymore actually because now I'm I'm on the management side of things, mm-hmm. and and people uh, often ask me, so do you regret that or do you do you miss that? And and I don't. I never regret it. I I, I like to move uh, forward. I, I I love the profession. I think it's. Um, it's so important for all, yeah. all of us as a as a, a society as a planet to make sure that the the core values of journalism are still there uh, because otherwise it's going to be very complicated yeah. again yes of course uh, yeah. so, the, pe- the people so, need yeah. to be heard and, yeah. so i always like that and the fact that you can jump around and do politics do economics do lifestyle do, do, do restaurants do sports yeah. i've done it all and and i liked it I, I i like that i think as a on the management side of things i think my life will be uh same thing i don't think i will be able to stick to the same yeah. job same reality same contents <laughs> of my life i i like to change sometimes uh because that gives me like a, a new yeah. uh, a new oxygen a new and a, a new way of leaving did you f- have like a, a topic or like a, a that was your favorite to cover politics politics oh, okay yes. yeah there you go Politi- yeah. that was a uh, quick answer <laughs> yeah, that was clearly the the one i liked more and um Kind of, it was, you know, I always dreamed of being a, a, a parliamentary correspondent, actually, a okay. parliament correspondent, and, but I, I got there probably too soon in my life, uh-huh. and I was very disappointed with, uh, you know, politics has that, and it's, it can be very exciting from the outside, yeah. and when you enter, is uh, actually exactly how you're most you pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason <laughs> that when people say politics, there's like a connotation to it you yeah, know exactly there is a reason along with that. there is clearly a reason and there's not a lot of subtract as well I, yeah. what I was actually interested uh, might surprise you but it was the theory part the, the, and uh, my first thought actually when I went to work as a correspondent to London I even thought about doing a, a master's or whatever uh, following my studies in, in, um, in political uh, theory uh, <laughs> but then you know life is so much more exciting yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, would you ever consider a career in politics? No, no. Okay, just no, like no, covering no. it, like no, discuss. Yeah, okay. absolutely not. No. <laughs> Is there any city that you were particularly more excited to expand to? I mean, we are in New York, and New York is considered. But was there any city that, oh, if we can open up a marketplace here, or are you more like that? The, the more, city deserves yeah. us, not that. I think the, the more difficult the the challenge, the more probably motivated I am. So. Mm-hmm. New York, of course, was a very strong motivation because yeah. it's so difficult to do uh, anything here for the right reasons because it's uh, it's where all the, the the biggest stars are and so it's normally it's normal that it is difficult and and I think we'll still face more difficulties here than in any other city because this is a top city and this is difficult and uh, and things are not done so that 
you don't uh, struggle you need to struggle you need to focus <laughs> so it's uh, more difficult for us actually to 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 keep the pace here because we have so many things going on in the planet that it's difficult to uh, to give response to the need of that still it was a fantastic challenge and if you asked me two years ago I would say New York now that it's done I would clearly say Asia whatever in Asia yeah. well you know because we have nothing to teach them. We have nothing to teach in any city, of course, but even less in, in Asia where they've been for centuries doing all this amazing food. That's exactly it. How, how can we succeed with this concept, which is only a platform? It's, uh, if you want a neutral uh, project, because we don't take vendors with us from, from other cities. That's not what we do. We okay. just create these neutral platforms where we aggregate what's the best of the food already. But you know, convincing those guys that have been working in the same format and have their, that would be a, a tremendous challenge, uh, but one that I would love to do, one that I would love to explore. Yeah. And if you ask me where, I mean, anything from uh, from Shanghai to, to Hong Kong to Singapore, uh, interested in all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was going to say that as far as Asia goes, I've been to Thailand and then specifically I had a layover in uh, Shanghai going to Thailand and coming back and I had a, 12 hour layover coming back and I don't mind a long layover because that means I get to go into the city you know when you have like a three four even up to six hours it's like do I venture out of the airport and, you know in yeah. case I, you know, I don't want to miss my flight going back especially in China because you have I think 72 hours without a visa then you yeah. gotta be in the airport but what did I do with my 12 hours I went on a three hour walking food tour and yeah, I it was like you know yeah. had the dumplings everything like that so as far as Shanghai that would be an amazing city and then also the best street food I've ever had was in Thailand was in like Bangkok and yeah. Chiang Mai which are just extraordinary yeah th those and especially again like I said to you before about Tel Aviv because it's different yeah. right and that's that's what we look for in all our travels in all our lives now is to see the things that are actual different uh, yeah. really different I remember there was a key moment in my life of a, of a foodie when I was in Macau I went to Macau 20 years ago that was the, the really the, the start of my of my career as a journalist and there was an opportunity because it was the the handover of Macau to, to China okay so yeah. it happened in Hong Kong I think in 97 and in 99 it happened uh, in Macau and and because of that so I was an intern at the newspaper and they said well we need staff to send there we can't send only seniors so you know so at the time they asked so who's the best intern right now and I was on the on the right place at the right moment perfect yeah and they said you want to go and I said are you kidding <laughs> <laughs> and so off I went to live in in Macau for almost four months wow. and and after the couple of weeks or one week two weeks I don't know I went out with a couple of guys that I met there that were there working uh, mostly foreigners and and after going clubbing or whatever they said now we're having the let's have breakfast and I said okay let's have and I thought you know I've breakfast after drinks I yeah. thought something um, very classical <laughs> and they said no 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 we'll have the proper Chinese breakfast you'll see and that was the first time I saw dim sum to this uh, day 20 years ago yeah. we'll do it in December I I even remember the baskets the everything I ate at that at that morning early morning there mm -hmm. uh, with 99% of the customer of course were Chinese having the normal breakfast there on the first floor in this weird place 
and the food kept coming and it just oh you just grab whatever you want and I was well, what really really and you know <laughs> nothing was expensive at the time of course and and so I tried and I was I mean that blown my mind completely yeah completely and dim sum for the first time 20 years, and and that for me was a lesson of 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 difference of culture and and from that moment on I you know I I, I was completely in love by by Asia more than in any moment before that's amazing that's what I mean you're guy that's in, into politics that's what i i mean i don't it's not an original statement by any means but i feel like if more people just ate more food from different cultures you can realize like oh that's kind of like this dish from yeah. this country and you all just start recognizing it's a ripple effect we all came from the same place and we all can like the same food and then i think you know cuz i mean going to a country i don't i don't speak any other language but it's just so much easier to communicate with food, you know, uh-huh. like just, yeah, really Absolutely, someone. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you said a lot of Americans are traveling to Lisbon now. What are just some of the things besides obviously uh, visiting the time, you know, the timeout marketplace, what are some things that people should know about Lisbon and know about Portugal if they're going to visit? What are you? Well, clearly I think the wine is the, is the, the, the element uh, to start with, mm-hmm. um, people know very little about Portuguese wine, and although, you know, three years ago on uh, on Wine Spectator, I think the three uh, out of the five best wines were from Portugal, so uh, of the least of a hundred. So we have, of course, the port wine, and even the the the, the well, let's call it normal, the table wine, the, which is. Um, it's it's being discovered finally after <laughs> after centuries because yeah. we've been doing it for <laughs> centuries, and and that's uh, that I think the the wineries the wine regions, uh, you know I I've been in many places in the world places that are very well promoted mm-hmm. places that are visited by hundreds of thousands if not millions of people. And I always thought, wow, we actually have better places <laughs> back home. <laughs> and now, finally, they're yeah. being discovered. And there's a, the increase, I mean, so that you have an idea, I think the Americans is more than double the number wow. in, uh, and I'm saying this like in two or three years, it's, um, it's in, and I think it's close to triple. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's good. I'm very happy with it because uh, it will bring money, of course, investment there. But mm-hmm. more than that, it will bring a different reputation, I think. Sure. I think people will know more about the country and the country will deservedly uh, promote itself uh, in a better way. And there is, so wine, I would say, is the, is the first thing. Um, then, of course, the, the, the whole heritage thing. Uh, there's a lot of history in, in Portugal and interesting history as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of facts that people don't know about. Uh, there's a, you know, there's so many things on the surnames. For instance, you have so many Portuguese surnames all over the U.S. and and, and people don't know why. And the, and that's a story that I leave for people to, to investigate yeah. <laughs> because there's so many points of contact, so many interesting things. And, um, and, and even on food, you know, does anybody knows that tempura is a Portuguese invention? Oh wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, because that you know they went in the boats. There, there was a there's a thing that we call peixinhos uh, 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 do arte. That's uh, it, it's an old tradition of humble families that used to fry their beans, mm-hmm. their green beans, and and that was a very common thing. So when they arrived in their boats to Japan centuries ago they would start teaching 
the the deep fried thing yeah. of uh, of the beans and they started doing that so tempura starts there uh the most famous cake uh, pastry cake in in, uh, in japan is also from from uh, uh castella is all also from uh from the portuguese tradition and from the cooks from the ships and so on so there's so many interesting things yeah. to 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 learn and of course in goa the curries and now of we course, brought yeah. all that and the sp and the, there's there's a lot of things and i think so i would say the wine in first as an element and uh, the story, because there's so many interesting things that people don't know about and they yeah. will love, I think, because these are uh, probably even more interesting than what they know already about uh, Italy, Italy and Spain and, and France, because yeah. it's things that they've never heard of. Which well, is... the, yeah, again, it's that ripple effect. And then seeing when we, when we think of, uh, you know, pe people colonizing, we think of the British and we think of the French, you know, having their effect in like Vietnam and what, what is yeah. it at that time, French Polynesia and that whole area and the British in India and then obviously Americans then spreading once, you know, uh, later on uh, after our independence and all that kind of stuff. But it is really interesting to learn Portugal's effect from there, to, you know, to their influence. Oh, yes. It's uh, and, and, and it, it's cool. You know, it's it's um, we we we're always different yeah. and even on our approach of course nobody's uh, proud about the the, the the history and the way there's a lot of uh, slave story and all that but still it was the first country abolishing slave uh, yeah. which is something that normally people don't know and uh, so there's a lot of interesting facts about the country and uh, so that's good and thirdly of course the, the cities I think the fact that we kept a reasonable scale to the cities you know mm -hmm. there's uh, it, progress was always well spread you don't see uh, in our cities there's uh, uh, surprisingly you don't see that kind of, uh, uh, of congestion that you would see in other cities mm -hmm. so they're still uh, very well preserved yeah. and, um, and that's again a, a challenge so you know there's plenty of things <laughs> <laughs> well it wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk about a foodie scene and when uh, uh, talking with uh i guess i think your assistant and i asked like one of your uh some of your favorite food scenes talk about a new york staple cats delicatessen and it's the scene from when harry met sally so i'm gonna play that right now and then we'll talk about it you know i'm so glad i never got involved with you i just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at three o'clock in the morning and go clean your and irons and you don't even have a fireplace not that i would know this why are you getting so upset this is not about you Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. I think they have an okay time. How do you know? I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happens to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Oh. Ooh. 
Are you okay? Oh. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. I'll have what she's having. That is, I mean, a film by Rob Reiner. Uh, you've got Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. What is it that you love about that scene and that movie? I mean, it's just a ridiculous well, scene. <laughs> for years, it was my favorite film. I love oh, wow, that, favorite uh, film. That film like, for years it was. Yeah. For years it was. That, I mean, that relationship and the conversation about women and men could not be friends. And, yeah. and that is so cleverly written. And, and the, the wit of uh, the whole thing was amazing and that was actually and I haven't said it because for many Europeans young Europeans that uh, grew in the 80s and the 90s New mm-hmm. York was like the the, the, the the dream that you would see in movies only that sure. was there was a, a gap that there is not nowadays nowadays yeah. every city has everything and everything but at the time in in 90% of the world could only aspire to be as sophisticated as New York was. Yeah, and then you came here and you're like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, things then, I think, then level a, a lot. And now the truth is, you know, at the time, not even, you, you, you could choose, pick a few cities that would have, like, McDonald's. You know, now yeah. you, you, would, you would think that is uh, trash food, whatever. Well, at the time, everybody wanted at least to try. Sure, and they yeah. couldn't. So uh, it, it was mythical in some Yeah, on the eighties, <laughs> it's very different, and it's so interesting. I mean, to think that at the time it was like Madonna, like a, 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 a big pop icon, and now she lives in Portugal. <laughs> so this is how, how weird things uh, have gone. And but there was a huge gap. And Has so she that's been to the marketplace yet? I'm not sure, but I'm. I, I mean, she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I think less than ten minutes walking from the market, so well, I, uh, I'm sure she, she's yeah. she's been. Madonna, you go to the market. <laughs> so, um, so, so you know that 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 whole idea about New York was, of course, something very seductive. Uh, the the whole narrative when you're 20 or so that the conversation it's uh, it's very clever, very funny. I always love it. And then that cat scene. I yeah. mean, I remember <laughs> when I first went to Cats, and I saw the image of the film. I didn't knew that the, the, that scene was uh, was filmed there. Oh, okay, yeah. So when I saw this, <laughs> I was even more excited. And uh, and I love cats. I I, I love cats. I uh, Lower East Side is my neighborhood to here. Every time I'm here, yeah, it's a great. Uh, probably came uh, probably came in the last three years over thirty times. So. I have more staples in my passport than, uh, than many <laughs> album in the past. Uh, so, and I always stay there. And I, I mean, I've been there 
many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. I love the place, and uh, and you know, being there, and I love to go there. You know, late hours. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that food is something out of this world, and uh, and thinking that that amazing scene that everybody recreated. Oh yeah, that has been the you know the motive for so many uh, jokes about and, and and so many. Actually, a friend of mine had a very funny put when when we've won the 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 Euro Cup in football, which uh-huh. was a, a big thing in the country, of course. And uh, there were so many good things happening to the country uh, three years ago, uh, from three years ago, that he said, you know, I'll have what Portugal's having. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you and, know, you know, you know how, how much is this line? Yeah. You know, oh, how, it's how, such it's, an it's iconic amazing, line. You know? And you know who that is that says that line. That's the director's mom. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, Rob yeah, Reiner's yeah, yeah. mom. That's so... Yeah. And I think it must be... I should have looked it up bef- I read it, before. Yeah. Um, I think it might be the anniversary of it. Maybe it came out in 1989. Maybe it's like the 30-year anniversary. Might It might be. But point being, I saw like a little video playing in like a news feed, you know, the other day. And... Uh, and it was Rob Reiner. And uh, he was talking and he was saying, you know, it was a very vulnerable scene for meg ryan because i mean of course yeah Yeah. and so he first like to get the light in the atmosphere did the same thing Ah. to make it so he's there and he's and uh all of a sudden he looks over and he just sees his mom and his mom is just kind of (laughs) shaking her head and then i think from there he added like the the line like you know but it's just such no phones so nobody filmed at the time right there were no phones (laughs) so nobody could film it it's a shame but yeah i I love it i think it's uh it's one of those places that was able to keep the the all its charisma Mm -hmm. and of course if you go there at a weekend it's crazy because you have all these lines and uh, all the visitors i go there often during the 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 week and it's normal you actually can get in and have your sandwich uh, have your pastrami uh have your reuben and and it's amazing i like the fact that it it's still a bit greasy in a good way (laughs) yeah yeah and and i love that i think it's it is a staple um I did try it. I'll tell confident. I'll do confidence here. I, I did try to to drag them to the market. Um, it was difficult because they've decided, uh, unfortunately, some a year before or so to go to with a, with another food hall, mm-hmm. uh, and so it would be difficult for them to 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 be in the two at the same time, and so that didn't happen. Uh, uh, and so I, you know, and we didn't insist, of course. But but I love the place. I do yeah. love this place. It's a, it's an amazing it's an amazing place. Which I always take anybody that comes mm-hmm. to New York. And I, I also love that um, you brought up that Billions, the show on Showtime. So it's not TV. I mean, what is it for HBO? The saying, it's not TV, it's HBO. I don't know if Showtime has a line like that. But it really is. It's much more cinematic than your average network station. And that show Billions, it is. I've heard, I still I need to watch it, but I heard it's very uh, food-centric, just as far as going to restaurants and all of that. Well, first of all, you know, when when the challenge was put to me, and I thought about, and I thought about what kind of uh, food and scenes that was. I mean, I could tell you about, you know, from from uh, B- uh, from Babel's feast to which is very uh, uh, erudite, if you like, to uh, to everything, mm-hmm. even to the chef, which is actually a, a, an amazing film for how much it drags people to the food, and yeah. uh, I think they say it's one of the films that has caused more of an impact near people, so it's amazing. So there are so many examples that I'm sure many of your interviewed said, but what, what what's interesting, what struck me on Billions, which uh, is a series that I love, and I, I saw it all, and, and I do love, I think it's 
it's of course cinema. I mean, it's uh, Paul Giamatti. The, yeah. I mean, the, the, the actors are, are above brilliant. This is completely brilliant. And the fact that they are so food-centric and around New York, and they take you to, in, a, in every single episode or almost, to a different staple from the pizza in Queens to the, to Jersey. I mean, they've been yeah. everywhere. And I think it's amazing. And, uh, and that's that, that episode where they go to Keynes. Uh-huh. And, and when I saw that, I've been to Keynes, uh, I have been in Keynes like two weeks before that or something like that. And I enjoyed it so much. To see, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing because uh, I remember before that scene, the, he's taking one of his protégés, one of, one of his uh, staff workers with him to go to Keynes. And the other two that are left behind uh, are talking and said, you know what? You know where the other, the third guy is? Where he went with the boss to Keynes and said, "Oh God, so, you know, <laughs> the, the weight of the institution." He took yeah. him to Keynes, so it's uh, yeah. And and I love that. I love the city institutions. I I, I love to know them. I uh, I've been to many restaurants that I would, by the way, never invite to the market because it doesn't make sense. Uh, but you know, if people love those places. I love to go and, yeah. and understand them. Those kind of places that people ask, why the fuck is a Portuguese guy here? <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do like that. And Keynes, of course, is not like that. It's uh, very well known. It's a city institution. But uh, the whole story, and the fact that he has that conversation about uh, the mutton chop, mm-hmm. which is the, the their their staple there, yeah. uh, the most famous, something. And even that is so interesting, you know. In a steakhouse, normally you'd go to the porterhouse, to yeah. the York, you know, to the something that is more expensive, and the, and the fact that the mutton chop, which is, is something that people would consider to be a cheap thing, that they say nobody else is serving in the city, and they have that as their flagship, as their you know yeah. their, their dish, it's amazing. And then the whole conversation, which is why I like billions, is not only about introducing your restaurants and 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 filming there, is they talk about the dish. Yeah. They talk about they do metaphors on the on the script <laughs> with the ah. dish. So that is ex- I I think when when you talk when I saw your your show and I understood what you're doing, I thought it's probably the best example I can get because yeah. they do that. They drag food into their show, into their scripts yeah. with the, with the that's, dish itself. That's brilliant. And they, you know, it's not a lamp. It's a mutton chop. <laughs> you see? And they talk about, yeah. and Paul Giamatti, which has, you know, oh, this incredible yeah. guy speaking about that with that passion and, and it's amazing. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would, uh, I would love to know how to write scripts like that yeah. because that is amazing. If I would know, I, that would be a script <laughs> written by me. There we go. Yeah, there, there, there is no specific reason why I haven't watched the show yet, but by all means, you sold oh, you me on it. it. Yeah, I need, I need it. to watch it. I just love, I mean, with this, just how so many more people, I mean, just the fact that there's this word foodie now that, like, yeah. you know, been dubbed and I decided it was an appropriate name to include in the name of the podcast is just the lore that's coming with food now. And then it sounds like a show like that showing you all these places and, you yeah. know, just building up this lore. Yeah. Um, well, uh, last but not least, we have our speed round gut instincts. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask you some questions, whatever, whatever comes first. Favorite fast food. You can just say no. <laughs> <If> you... <laughs> uh, uh, 
It has to be burger now. I have to okay. say, yeah. it has to be burger. Yeah. <laughs> any at a burger from any specific place or? Ooh, I can't. I have a lot of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have yeah. vendors now. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, but I'll tell you. Okay. Do, do, I, do I have time for that? Let me tell you one thing. I, re- I truly respect what Shake Shack has done. Yeah. I went to Shake Shack first. Uh, the first time I went there, it was still when they had their still. You know, it's. It's one of those things that I always tell about why Danny Meyer is uh, the, uh, the, the guy is and such an inspiration for so many people around the planet. Mm-hmm. I remember those cues in front. I stood there for hours yeah. to taste the burger and, and they've waited so much time to, to, uh, to spin off the concept uh, until they could do it right. And, and of course, it's you know, far away from w- the, the kind of positioning I, uh, I work with, a bit more premium probably in the, kind of, uh, in the statement, but it was really interesting to, to see how a great concept was very carefully designed, and, yeah. and it's an amazing F&B story. Yeah, what Danny Meyer is doing, and then using, I mean, our co- reason that we're speaking right now is uh, Pat LaFrieda was my connection, put me in contact with your people, and so using that LaFrieda you know, meat for his... Uh, and I mean, those guys are great. Those guys are those are the true icons because that's why I love and that we chosen them. It's uh, uh, they, of course, do that burger, yeah. but much more than that, they would they would have to do the best burger, of course, yeah. because they own most of the meat that we have in the. I mean, if you really, yeah. if you select. If you select probably five or six or seven places out of ten, uh, would be uh, uh, would be Pat Lafrida uh, supplied. So he's a you know they know what they do. I feel like you guys like the food industry needs to have like baseball cards with like stats and just like, <laughs> like trading totally. cards. I would totally get into like food trading cards. Uh, what's your go-to alcoholic beverage? Here, it just, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the Nomad. I love yeah. the Nomad. I think it's an amazing bar. Uh, for alcoholic, yeah, I love it, and uh, yeah, and, that's yeah. um. Uh, and what do you th- what are you drinking there? Do you have like a favorite drink? Oh or? yes, I'm uh, very classic. I'm uh, I'm uh, anything that goes with bourbon. Okay. Oh, I love yeah. I'm I'm, I'm actually sounding too much American burgers, bourbon. <laughs> but <laughs> have but you yeah, been, have uh, you been to Kentucky? <laughs> I never. No, I've never been. Louisville's no, a fun little city. That's I a know, good. I yeah, know. I've heard. I've heard. But but yeah, so Manhattan, old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always ask for their interpretation for the the the. Common interpretation of those. Sure. Uh, which one does it uh, does it do better? Uh, or if you have something else done yeah. with bourbon that you think's on the bitter sw- on the bitter side, that's what I like to explore. Awesome. Favorite childhood snack. Uh, I had a very uh, foody gourmet mother. Okay. That of course explains a lot, right? <laughs> and and she would do a version of the uh, of the cockmus you. So it's a toasted bread with mm-hmm. cheese and ham. That would be by far. I mean, that if I smell that still, yeah, just nostalgia. It just makes yeah. me completely crazy. And that is a simple toast, but that you can play around. And she used to putting other things, or mm-hmm. you know, a good butter on the top. Oh, like I'm salivating. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just think. And, uh, you know, and that was a snack, and that was probably the best snack ever, yeah. Sweet or savory? Savory, definitely. Favorite food city? I know this is a difficult one, and you can't go with Lisbon. Can't go with New York, so cut those out. Favorite food city? That's difficult. That's really difficult, then. Uh, Oh. Can't say Lisbon, can't say New York. Yeah. Um, so, 
There's the East, of course, with all the dim sum, but that wouldn't be that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be true. There's London, of course, with all the offers, but still it's changing too much, and I'm I, I think it's struggling to keep the pace. Let's see what's happening in the next couple of years. Um, so you know, I'm I love Madrid. Mm-hmm. I think Madrid is uh, it's changing all the time. It's a big city. I like to explore their new cities, their new places all the time. I think uh, every time I have the chance to go there, which is not often. Um, but yeah, I'm one, uh, you know, there was a classical competition between the two countries and it's normal for the, the Portuguese generation to have very skeptical approaches and attitudes towards uh-huh. uh, Spain. The new generation, on the other hand, is uh, much more open and, and likes explore. So I lived in Spain and I have so many friends that live there as well. And, you know, we love... Uh, the the connection between the two countries that's we, we we much more prefer to explore the common things and than, than anything so if it can't be mine which would be the first uh, <laughs> or even Porto of course uh, but yeah. those are my hometowns uh, then I would go for our neighbors yes okay. favorite cuisine uh, that would have to be the 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 the, the Cantonese cuisine. Mm-hmm. Cantonese cuisine, um, everything from dim sum and beyond. I think, yeah. yeah, that what if you ask me, tell me a meal that you could where you could spend six hours, seven hours eating, mm-hmm. that would be that. <laughs> Definitely that. Guilty pleasure food. Uh, again, if we enter the realm of burgers, of course, that's uh, <laughs> and, and it is. And to be honest, I would be lying or, or, or doing a, a big effort to deny something that it is the truth. Every time I'm not testing something when I'm out here, mm-hmm. I'm exploring a, another burger, and I'm going to and I'll always go to the list and I always go to the you know all these places that are, we only serve fourteen. We only I've been to them all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that you know putting the hands into the into a. A, a good chunky burger and, yeah. and see what they're doing either with a uh, triple fried chips or uh, like a cheval kind of thing mm-hmm. or that you know that I love to explore all these things that's clearly my uh, my uh, yeah <laughs> goes against every diet but that's it favorite condiment coriander oh yeah first coriander we got I like it what's the last thing you ate uh some nuts <laughs> so not very exciting I'm uh, yeah you know I've learned to do this because we always have these very good meals at, yeah. uh, you know, when I'm testing when I'm in, in cities and still doing the curation sometimes we go to five and six different restaurants a day yeah you gotta pace yourself you gotta uh, yeah. now I'm not doing that here of course but but I know there will be a, a good dinner on the way so I tried to save myself sure. during the day and then boom I attacked for dinner <laughs> Um, what would be your last meal? Um, okay, are you prepared for that? That's a, that's a that's a that would be octopus rice mm. on the second ray of second day of the rice. I'll explain with okay. a fried egg. Uh, second day, why? So octopus rice is a, a typical recipe from from my country, in Spain, also, and, and some Latin. Uh, parts of Europe and I say the second day because normally you eat all the chunks of the octopus in the in the in the in the rice uh-huh. and then you leave only the tainted rice right <laughs> yeah 
and pick that tainted rice and add the fried egg Ooh. and some pepper on it and that for me it's the it's probably the best dish ever <laughs> I'm gonna have to have that when I go um, do you prefer this is do you prefer to dine in or dine out <laughs> Do you uh, like to cook, actually? Maybe that's a better question. I prefer to dine out. So yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with dining out. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that I, I like to cook. I love to cook. But but I always see myself, uh, but I never have, let's say it on this in a better way, I never had the presumption of becoming a chef. Sure. Okay. Um, my mother almost became uh, one and worked a lot with, uh, with food. And so uh, I saw that happening. But I'm... You know, I've I've been a reviewer, uh, restaurant reviewer. Uh, I've done everything around the food, yeah. but not cooking itself because you know I, tr- I I try to dedicate myself to where I feel that I can make a difference and and working towards becoming one of the best if I can. Yeah. But at least have that effort. I would never do that. I would never achieve that as a chef. Mm-hmm. So I've never I, I would never do that. Uh, but I love to dine out. I also love to to cook at home for friends and and uh, and all that component. I love I love wine and I I would open uh, twelve bottles in a, <laughs> a lunch if I can. But dining out is an obsession since I'm I don't even know five or six. I always you know I would count the days to go and explore a restaurant and uh, that would, for me was always the excitement. What would be your spirit food? What food embodies you? Like when you think of yourself, your personality, your traits, do you draw any comparison to any specific dish or any kind of food? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, something spicy, I guess. Oh, uh, in terms okay. of, uh, I can be a bit harsh. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but colorful as well. Yeah. So definitely... And um, and you know I, I love to explore the 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 history of everything that Portuguese touched. It became my amusement, my hobby, my life, and and so probably a curry something yeah. would uh, because it has the rice. Which if you ask me, if you would only have one food the rest of your life, what would be? I would say rice, wow. white rice. Yeah. So you know. Spice, Portugal, probably, yeah, never thought yeah. of myself as a curry, but, okay. <laughs> but yeah, probably col- that would colorful, be Colorful, spicy, and worldly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're going to the movies, if you're having a snack, what are you going to, what are you going to have? Uh, nuts, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not a sweet kind of guy. Okay. I, there's very few sweet things that I say I'm crazy about. Very, very few. I'm not. And so, you know, chocolate, even chocolate, that just doesn't excite me. Wow. So, right. so you know, and I'm a very weird guy because I can eat like an, an elephant, uh-huh. but I can also be without eating for 12 hours. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm, I've never been someone that's saying, like, I'm dying to eat. No, exactly. Like, I'm excited for a meal sometimes, yeah. but I've never, I've, especially, like, working in production, which meals tend to be provided for us, and when people complain about that, I'm like, it's a free meal. Like, how many other jobs give you a free meal? And then also when people are like, oh, I'm starving. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's, it's fine. You'll yeah. be fine. And, like, I'm a, and I'm a big guy. Like, I, maybe I have something in reserves. I'm like a, no, I'm like a cat. A, I don't no, know exactly. See, I, I think that I, I used to travel a lot from Lisbon to London. It's a two and a half hour, two and a half hour flight. Mm-hmm. So it's a very short flight. 
and and people would get you know when I would pick the the, the plane after breakfast or after lunch. You still see people having all the snack and eating <laughs> and eating the meal. Yeah. I said, "Why? You just had a meal, yeah. and you'll have another one in, t- in a couple of hours. Yeah. Why, why are you having that one? Yeah, why are you having yeah, airport so food? Why people? <laughs> why would they? Right? And um, that's actually something very interesting and a, and a good challenge. I like to think about challenges, and I, I can't understand why it's a given that we have to eat badly in some places, yeah. like airports. And there are some trials or of movie course, theaters. Movie theaters aren't exactly known no, for their not yeah. at all, not at all. <laughs> Maybe the next marketplace venture will be an airport or a movie theater. I like that idea. I get 50%. Uh, (laughs) Last question. Greatest lesson you've learned in food? Mm. The food teach us all, I think, that it's... Food is very sensitive to talent and to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the chances of a dish that was prepared over 12 hours to be incredible are enormous. So, you know, you can, you, you know that you know, it proves that dedication and work is, is, uh, is needed. And talent as well. I can tell you that I saw now, we have over 100 restaurateurs now working with us, right? With mm-hmm. all these markets. So I watched every, you know, I, I saw everything from people that can start the same day and people that prepare themselves for two weeks before everything. And it doesn't say nothing about the, the, the final results because talent plays a huge part uh, in that. And and I think, you know, food tells us that, that, you know, everything that is, comes from nature and that we tend to transform, it's sensitive to the work we put on in and the talent we have uh, to dedicate ourselves to that. That's perfect. Great answer. (laughs) This has been such a delight. Thank you. I know you're a busy guy. I see. I saw your phone in the background and getting all messages. (laughs) So um, please right now tell uh, the foodies out there, the listeners, where they can, if you have a, I don't know, if you have personal social media or if you just want to plug time out or what the marketplace, whatever you'd like to share in that sense. So yes, time out, every timeout market channels, uh, and I have to yeah. say, if you have timeout markets, New York, Boston, Miami, Lisbon, all of them have their own uh, social media sites, and so search for them, and you'll find them all very easily. And it's going to be worth. You'll see the kind of food we we are presenting to people, which is uh, which is amazing. Uh, is you know this is it's also interesting and exciting, I think, for people to join us now and try to track us uh, now because we're searching. The, the the early days of this project, that it's it's a startup. It's a I normally say it's a multinational startup. Yeah. Because we're in uh, yes five cities and uh, and running so fast that I think in two or three years this is going to be a much bigger and different thing. And and it, it's interesting to follow right now because you know we're a small, uh, unpresumptions totally and, and humble team trying to create these uh, these amazing things in each city and accepting the burden and accepting the differences and, and trying to cope with all these things and and I think if you follow us you'll you'll take that that 
that smell and that taste of it, you'll understand what we're doing and how exciting it is, and yeah. and it will be worth to follow us in other cities as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. I can't. I, it's gonna be a goal of mine now is gonna be to visit every marketplace. I right. think that's your show right there. You're hosting and you go from city to city, yeah, yeah. showing that. Give me, but... give me the feedback after. Exactly. I want to, I want to hear that as well. Okay. Um, last thing, we have a little sign-off line. It's there's more to cut. It's something my grandmother always said, like you know, when the platter is getting empty, there was more to cut. So if you wouldn't mind telling the foodies out there that there's more to cut there's more to cut thank you <laughs> thank you very much it's been thank you such Listen, an amazing yeah. experience thank you yummy 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 i got love in my tummy and i feel like i'm loving you love you such a sweet thing